Hello, and welcome to the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we want to thank you for joining us today. We shared in last week's Memorial Day episode that we recently published our 100th podcast recording. In celebration of this significant milestone, we at DCC decided to revisit a few of our most popular podcasts since our first episode was released on November 2nd, 2020. This podcast today is the first of our summer rerun series, and it is the most downloaded podcast from our 100 episodes. The podcast was originally released on May 24th, 2021, and it featured Mark Worley interviewing DCC's men's basketball coach, Dwight Coleman. Both Coach Coleman and Mark Worley have since gone on to be with the Lord, but you're going to find their discussion motivating and very inspirational as they look at the topic of creating a culture of mentoring. Here is the original podcast from Monday, May 24, 2021, Creating a Culture of Mentoring, Leadership Development, and Sports, featuring Dwight Coleman, Jalen Milas, and Mark Worley. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, and we're glad that you're joining us today as we examine more topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. The mission statement for Dallas Christian College says that we educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. And a crucial component in the fulfillment of that mission is our faculty and staff, our resident directors, and our athletic coaches. They probably have more contact with our students than just about anyone else while that person is a student here at DCC. And so they play an important role in the development of our students as kingdom workers. And we're pleased today to have our men's basketball coach, Mr. Dwight Coleman, joining us to share how he mentors and coaches and works to develop the young men on his team. Thanks for joining us today, Coach Coleman. Thanks for having me. So also joining is a student assistant uh, that's serving as an intern with Coach Coleman. That's uh, Jalen Milas. He's a senior majoring in psychology, going to be finishing up this year, originally from Seattle, Washington, and then relocated to the Plano area. But he's back here with another stint as a student assistant. And Jalen, we're glad to have you today. Thanks for having me. So as a bit of introduction for Coach Coleman, he just finished his first season as the head coach here for the Dallas Christian College Crusaders men's basketball team. He came to us from Texas Wesleyan University, where he was on the coaching staff for the 2019-2020 season. And prior to that, Dwight was the coach at Nolan Catholic High School in Fort Worth. He's married to his college sweetheart, Tiffany, and the father of six children. And also joining us today, as usual, the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast and DCC's Vice President for Institutional Advancement, Mr. Mark Worley. How's it going, Mark? It's going well. Going well. Good. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you now and let you facilitate our discussion with Coach Coleman and Jalen. Yeah, thanks, Scott. I, I'm really looking forward to this uh, this session because I, I want to talk even more of our coaches here because, um, you know, one of the things that I've seen is that coaches have I don't know it's almost a, more of an influence than they even realize it's incredibly powerful in fact I was reading uh, in Gen Z a book on uh, this current generation and they said uh, and I love this part they're the most influential people in their lives are um, our parents right now but the second is coaches mm-hmm. 
And I mean, way down the list is, uh, you know, like teachers or, or uh, pastors, you know, coaches are way high on that list. And I don't know if you just sit around thinking, Dwight, oh, man, you know, I, God's going to hold me accountable here because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm high on the list, man. You know, of, of the influence, uh, James says, not many of you ought to be teachers. But anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a huge responsibility. And, uh, I mean, do, do you view coaching like that? I do. I really do. Uh, one of the uh, biggest influences on my life was actually my high school coach, Chris Dyer, and all, as well as my college coach, Blake Flickner at DBU. Those two guys still have a lasting impact on my life. And so I, I try to keep those guys in mind as I'm mentoring and coaching uh, kids these days. So, so what did they do well? I mean, what, what, did they, what did you glean from them that they did that really uh, impacted you as a mentee? Um, the, both, both guys were different. So uh, they, they both had some things that they did well. With Coach Dyer, the number one thing that he did well was show me he cared. He, um, um, I have many stories where he was, he was definitely one of the hardest coaches I've ever played for. But uh, after the horn sounded, he was always there for me. He was always – uh, you know, if I needed a, a ride home or whatever the situation was, he was always uh, there to make sure that I, I was never without. Um, and then Coach Flickner, uh, his impact was different. From day one, the, the day he called me and offered me, I was a sophomore at Kilgore Junior College. He told me, Dwight, I'm going to offer you a, an opportunity to play but uh, it has very little to do with basketball. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm coming to play basketball. <laughs> but uh, he now, told for people for people who don't see you live, you're 6'6", six, six, right? Yes, sir. 6'6". Six, okay. six, six. I'm about 280 pounds now. Back then, I was about 215. <laughs> and uh, I could run and jump a little bit then. But uh, so coach told me, you know, um, I want you to come here and become a better man. I want you to meet your wife. And I want you to earn your degree. Mm. And... As a sophomore in college, I'm thinking, I'm not sure if I want to go to DBU, but uh, that, that was definitely uh, an impactful uh, conversation that I had. And, and uh, from the day that I walked on campus, he was always the same person, and that was always his goal. So the things that you're doing here at DCC, I mean, you know, this is a, a head coaching job where you're influencing a lot of guys. So what what things are you emphasizing? Or maybe we should ask Jalen that, huh? Uh, well, that's a great question. Well, <laughs> some, coming back to a program like Dallas Christian College, you know, come just come back to an institution, learning from somebody who's been through everything, been through the trenches and everything like that. It's always good to be under be under somebody's wing and learn, you know, how to be a man. Because you know, everything is you know just being coach everything is bigger than basketball bigger than sports and you know you want to uh bring knowledge um you know use i want to use dwight as a sponge you know squeeze as much knowledge as much as possible you know spread it on to the next generation you know uh when you know whenever my time when my whenever my time is uh here and everything like that so it's all about uh connections it's all about it's bigger than basketball like i said and you know being able to uh, grow the future generations and everything like that. How yeah. old are you? I am 22 years old. Oh my god! <laughs> You're talking like a 45 year old. Good, good for you, man. I'm sitting here thinking, wow, a lot of wisdom there. That right? is a lot of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are some of the what are some of the priorities for you to to in mentoring? What what in I mean, I know that your your strategies, yeah. are, you know, coaches are always thinking strategies, right, but right. Uh, on and off the court. 
right. So um, as far as when you see these guys, mm-hmm. what is it that you want in them? What do you want to see in them? Oh, uh, well, uh, and uh, it's a steal from one of my favorite authors, uh, Simon Sinek. He wrote, he wrote a book called Leaders Eat Last. And the one thing that I try to instill in all of my uh, in all of my teams is uh, empathy. Uh, to care more about somebody else, to care more about the the whole than you do about yourself. So whenever I'm coaching these guys, that's the number one thing we, we talk about. Um, uh, whenever you're tired, or whenever you don't feel like practicing, or whenever 5 a.m. rolls around and you got to hit the hit the court. You know, uh, you think about the next guy. Think about the the person that uh, that's depending on you to be there. And I've, I've always told them the same thing. Like, um, there's obviously we practice at 5 a.m. every day, and I've told them, you know, there's going to be one or two days where somebody's late. You know, uh, I pray that that never happens to me. But if it does, you know, I, I I apologize and I forgive you in advance if it does. But the number one thing that gets me out of bed is knowing that they count on me, and vice versa. You know, I want them to know that. Uh, part of being a man is knowing that somebody's counting on you, whether it be your wife, your kids, or whoever it is, your job, your boss, whoever it is, and, and owning up and, and being there for your responsibilities. So how do you see – I mean, I, I love the the topic of mentoring. Mm-hmm. And so how do you see uh, yourself as a mentor? Uh, I mean, you want to you produce empathy. Uh, you want to produce, obviously, skills and things mm-hmm. like that. But – when you're looking at at a player, when you're looking at Jalen, okay, and, and you've got this player, uh, I mean, it's pretty hard not to look at just, you know, and Jalen, you mentioned a couple of times, it's not just about basketball, mm-hmm. but you, you know, how do you how do you help them transition to that kind of attitude, you know, where life is not all about this sport, but it's bigger. Um really just pulling from my own personal uh, experiences. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't hide uh, the fact of where I come from or some of the mistakes that I've made, and I share those with the guys from day one. Um, and, and I think I, I do that in order to be relatable uh, so they'll know that no matter what they're going through or no matter what life, what curveball life is throwing at them, that hopefully they know that my door is always open. I'm here for them to be able to talk to or uh, whether it come for a crying shoulder or a word of advice or whatever. And then to turn around and teach them this is what you have to be for others. This is uh, whether it be your teammates or little brothers, little sisters, or even someone in your community where you come from just reaching back and giving them those same things. Now let me ask you, uh, the, you know, you're talking about where you come from and, mm-hmm. and the background there. Uh, people may may not. Uh, I mean, you know, this is not a video. Right. Uh, you're African American. Is, is there a difference uh, in 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 coaching or mentoring an African American player versus white or Hispanic? I don't. I don't necessarily think it's all about racial uh, build. There there is there is obviously a racial component when it comes to it. But uh, I think it's more about more demographic than anything. Uh, Man, you, you, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, you, you, you. A lot of times you'll see uh, a white or Hispanic student that comes from a rougher area, and they and they act more like quote unquote what we would consider the black stereotype, or there be hip hop, you know, uh, pants sagging, whatever the stereotypical <laughs> things are. Uh, believe it or not, I started my coaching career in South Lake in Grapevine. And you would see a black or African-American student there that would be more 
what we would call preppy or more, you know, uh, khakis and uh, and boat shoes or whatever. And and uh, so I don't think it has. Uh, I don't really think it has a lot to do with your racial background. More about uh, about your the background of, or the demographic that you come from, the the area that you come from, or whoever you choose to try to associate yourself with. Um, with our team, we had more people from, I would say, an urban background, and you would see the the ones who were not, who were a little more uh, from a suburban background, trying to kind of camouflage themselves and kind of act that way. So I think it's it's really about who you surround yourself with. You, you we as as human beings, we're, we're always trying to be connected, and we're always kind of. Uh, acting uh, uh, according to our surroundings. But as a coach, as a mentor, yes. do you approach them differently, or is it, is your mentoring style just across the board? My mentoring style is uh, I, myself. I'm, I'm a chameleon myself. I, I meet. I try to meet my players where they are, and uh, and I think that works the best for me. Uh, so if I have a kid who I know is coming from a, a rougher area, I, I'll walk them through my life where where I was in that area. I mean, growing up right here in Oak Cliff, Texas, and uh, where, where most people think is Dallas is just Dallas, but, you know, we have all have oh, these I, little pockets, you know. Uh, I grew up by you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we I actually grew up in the, uh, the smaller pocket of Oak Cliff that people call Little Mexico, uh, where uh, it, it, the, the high school that I was supposed to go to was Sunset High School, and um, just, you know, being in that area and uh, uh, more um, – uh, it, things were a little different than where they are right now, where my kids are growing up in Saginaw, Keller, Keller. You know, those uh, life is a little different for them. So when I, when, it depends on where the kid comes from, and that's where I meet them. You know, if um, I have two guys, like one kid I have that's from Fort Worth, um, I overheard him telling one of his uh, one of his teammates, "Yeah, man, I'm from Murder Worth. What is Murder Worth? <laughs> he's talking about Fort Worth." Uh, another kid, he's literally 10 minutes from this kid's house, but he lives in Colleyville. And, you know, so they're, they're talking about where they're from. They don't realize they're right down the street from each other. And, you know, it's about helping those guys understand how, how many things they have in common and, and finding that common ground between guys. What's the most difficult thing uh, in that regard as a coach? To get, to get people to get over themselves. One of my, one of my favorite, my, my, my all-time favorite coach is Greg Popovich. And that's his, that's his famous saying is get over yourself. So no matter where you, whether you come from a more affluent background and some guys, it, you find it that's very rare in sports especially where guys think just because they come from a more affluent background they're better than someone. It's usually the guys from the, from the rougher backgrounds. They come in, they're a little too cool for school, you know what I mean? They, they walk around like, you know, they're guys gift to basketball. And uh, they find out really quickly that, it, it doesn't matter who you are once we get between these lines, you know. It doesn't matter where you come from. It's about what you can do. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a benefit mm -hmm. uh, to coaching Yes. over, you know, everyday ordinary life of mentoring, right. you know, is uh, in, in, in mentoring, a lot of times it's homogenous. You know, you're working with somebody who's maybe more like you or something like that. But, man, in coaching, it's a whole different ball game. but yet – you you coaches seem to have a lot more power because players want to play the, that and the fact that in coaching well players want to play but you you really get a chance to see guys at their most vulnerable state uh, whether it be when they're the most tired after a tough workout 
uh, or when you're in the middle of a workout and you're running lines uh, and they just can't, they don't have anything left. Doesn't matter how cool you are, how many tattoos you got, whatever. <laughs> when, when you're on that line and you're sweating and your heart's racing and you don't think you can run one more, all, all the other stuff is out the window. Um, after a tough loss, uh, once you prepared all year long and you're at that last game and you play a game and your season's over, I don't care. You can be the toughest guy in the world. We all cry. We all cry. I've seen, um, I mean, again, you talked about my stature. I remember crying like a baby after my last college game. I was hiding behind the bleachers crying because I knew it was over. I knew it was the end of the road for me. But, yeah, you played uh, professional. I did. I did. I did. So uh, it took me a couple years to get there. So, But at that point, I, that was the end of basketball for me. And that was – so, again, just having that – that vulnerability, I mean, it's. Uh, I talk to guys all the time about sports, especially basketball, being a snippet of life. And um, uh, you, you, you learn so much, whether it be uh, we only have life is such a short window of time. You, you talk about halves or games. When that time is up, what, it, what you've done during that time is all you get. And, you know, you can't add more time on the clock in the game just like you can't <laughs> add more time on the clock in life. Uh, it's the little things that you do in the game that make the big things happen. Exact same thing in life. Uh, there's a book called The Slight Edge that I, I'm reading currently, and it talks about those little things that we do when our backs are against the wall should be the little things that we do in everyday life that will help us succeed in life. Yeah. It's the exact same thing in coaching. The little things that you do on possession by possession when the game's out of whack or you're getting killed should have been the little things that you did to help you succeed in that game. So, uh, Jalen, okay, I'm, I'm not going to leave you hanging over here. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you're an intern now, so you're learning from the, the, the big guy. So what are some of the things that, that you feel like you need to know about life? Really? That you, that you, really, you, you feel like, hey, I can learn this from Coach Cole. Well, um, we had a workout Monday morning before Open Gym, and he alluded to this uh, right before we started playing. Um, he said that you get the most out of everything when you're going through adversity. You get the most out of everything when you're tired going through a workout and everything. So it's, it's, you ask yourself, if you're tired, what more can I do? You know, if, you know, you don't want to say, you don't want to leave nowhere and say, oh, I should have pushed through or, oh, I should have done this. You always want to leave a place where you always want to leave a place better than what it was. And so, everything obviously all good things will come to an end no matter what it is and so you always just want to leave a good note on no matter what you do whether it's in the classroom anything like that community service you know whether you just want to last a everlasting impression on everything you do so it doesn't get unnoticed yeah coach Tidwell I'm sorry to cut you off yeah coach Tidwell has this quote that he says everywhere we go what we do in this coach lifetime, Tidwell is the women's, the women's basketball women's coach. basketball women's coach. basketball coach full of knowledge yeah full of tenure uh what he, what he always says is what we do in this lifetime will echo for eternity mm-hmm. and that's uh one of the things I love the most uh, about him I mean it comes it comes off a lot stronger when you're full of gray hair and and full of knowledge it it really makes you think about that I've got the gray hair. I'm not sure about that other part. <laughs> so, uh, how important is the mentoring aspect of coaching for you? It's extremely important. Um, I, I again speaking about empathy, uh, showing guys that you care. I think that's the number one thing when it comes to mentoring. Um, uh, there's a famous saying that everybody says: um, people don't, kids don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And when, when it comes to that mentorship of coaching, 
the closer that you are to a kid, the more times I ask you, how are you doing? Or how's your mom? How's your sister? How are your, how's your brother? If I know who you are as a person, then you allow me to, uh, to mentor you and coach you as a, as a student athlete. Uh, I think a lot of times, and, and a lot of times, not only other coaches, but including myself, we all make the mistake of thinking just because I have the whistle or because I'm on the sideline, you know, you do what I say. Uh, but I, you find out very quickly, especially in today's generation, uh, you can say what you want, but in, until that kid understands that you love and care about him, yeah, nothing else matters. Just a couple other quick questions. Yeah. We're I know we're we're getting close here. Uh, you know, as a mentor, what breaks your heart? Um, the thing that breaks my heart the most is um, seeing a kid experience some of the things that I experienced, some of the short shortcomings that I experienced and not doing enough to help him avoid those things. That, that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing. Yeah, me too. That, that's, that's well said. That's well said. What advice would you give uh, some coaches or some mentors who are listening out there right now? Number one advice I would give is, is get to know your players on a personal level. Um, uh, that, that's the thing that matters the most. Uh, because at the end of the day, the ball stops bouncing. Every kid graduates or doesn't graduate, and every, eventually they run out of eligibility. And you'll leave a lasting impression on them, whether good or bad. And as coaches, we all enjoy that kid that comes back to work out or comes back to check on again, things like that. So get to know them outside of the game. Uh, my my wife is a teacher, and I, I and she teaches teachers. And so I remember watching uh, a teacher of the year during the Reagan years, and and uh, he he really had difficulty with students until he tried this exercise. You know, he would go and sit in a seat where a kid in his class was sitting. I mean, he'd literally sit in the seat where the kid was usually sitting, and he would think about all the things going on in that kid's life, right. and it started changing him. Right. You know, he, he would go to different kids and just go, wow, this is what's happening in their life. Mm -hmm. And that made a huge impact on me as well. I mean, I, I think that's – I love what you're talking about, um, Dwight. Thank you. Yeah, thank thanks, you. thanks for, for mentoring our, our young men. Uh, they desperately need that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, uh, I, I know you don't realize this, but – You've been a huge mentor in my life here. You've you've come and talked to me briefly and on many occasions, and kind of talked about your walk and how the Lord has changed you in a lot of ways and helped you uh, see some some different things in your life. And to hear you say that means the world to me. I really appreciate it. Well, hey, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for Jalen. So comes August, guys are showing up. So what's what's going to be your advice to an eighteen-year-old? You know, be, you know, as, as a small institution like Dallas Christian as itself, you should always, you know, you should never want to go unnoticed. You know, you should be able, you should want to, you know, talk to everybody on campus, you know, meet everybody, come out your shell. Okay. Um, I, rec I really recommend, you know, obviously speaking up, if you need help, People are here. Uh -huh. Everybody's here to help you. It's a it's a family environment, so you should always, you know, just just be connected with everybody. Good, be connected. Yeah, I think something you said a few minutes ago, which is what I always look for when I'm looking for, you know, somebody that I either God's leading me to pour into or that's talking to me is, hey, I just want to 
like a sponge soak up everything you seem like a very teachable young man and and i want i want to affirm that don't ever lose that because that that humility and that ability to let other people speak into you i always tell people you're going to learn something from somebody Mm -hmm. if the lesson may be i'm never going to do anything like you (laughs) (laughs) but you're going to learn something okay and and to think that you can go into a relationship and not learn anything is really pretty arrogant so good for you to to think that way Thank you both for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. You can check out our other episodes on a lot of different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you'd like more information about Dallas Christian College and its sports uh, and athletic teams uh, particularly, you can go to dccsports.com. That's dccsports.com, and you can see a full listing of Of all of our programs, you can get bios on our coaches and you can learn a lot of things about what's happening here at Dallas Christian College. But we thank you all for joining us today for this episode. Take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.